0: Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East.
1: All right, welcome in to the very first edition
0: of The Beast. Well... Technically, it's the second, well, but it's been yeah. so long, it might as well be the first.
1: It's Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a new beginnings yeah, over here. A yeah. new beginnings, there so we go. It's, it's the Beast, and I am Vince Quinn. That is John Barcher, and we're going to do Beast things. We're going to talk about the NFC East, talk a lot about the NFL, and let's just get into it,
0: dude. Did you see the Skins game? Uh, I watched the the condensed version on a speed-up version. I times it by two after that, because I was just like, let's just... Get through this. I don't need to see Sam Bradford. I know that Washington's going to be fine against them. So.
1: Dude, yeah, Sam Bradford was awful. I mean, just, just really terrible. I want to get to that in a minute. But, like, I watched this game, and it was so crazy because the first thing that stands out to me watching
0: Washington was Adrian Peterson's back. Like, he's he looks good. I don't know if I'm ready to declare back, but he's their guy. And that's how they have said, like, Jake Gruden said, I just wanted to see to, uh, if his speed was still there. That's still there. It is. Like, it's not the old – it's weird. It's not even the Saints version of Adrian Peterson. It's it's just some guy that was there. Actually, it's the Cardinals version of it, and it's just – he's, uh, he's kind of back, but it's uh, – the offensive line has definitely helped him, and it's definitely helped him in this game. Well, that's yeah.
1: the thing is, like, he's such a good fit
0: for what they're doing, right? Because you look at it, Alex
1: Smith, not a really dynamic quarterback. They're running the ball a lot this year. Right, they're going to run the ball a ton. So Adrian Peterson, have him, and obviously the goat Chris Thompson. Just like
0: man, the, he's amazing, dude. He doesn't get talked about enough. He does He really it. doesn't. That
1: was all I did last year when I was doing the show. It was just like Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson. I wouldn't shut up about the guy. Like I honestly, if I had to consider a jersey to buy in the NFL, he's one of the top oh, he, top I five.
0: I don't know if you should say that out I, loud. I don't care. Top. Five. I love Chris Thompson. He's flat out one of my favorite players in the league. And that's why they can rely on Adrian Peterson. And that's why it doesn't matter if Samaje Ryan's on the uh, on the injured list. It doesn't matter that Fat Rob only got what a carry in that game. I think he ended yeah, it with just a few with with like ten yards or something like that. They can they can do Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, and be fine. Yeah, because it's exactly what Alex Smith wants. He wants to hand the ball off in that offense with when he only have Doxon and uh, and Jordan Reed and Doxon was wasn't that impressive during this game either. No. So you're just that's all that's all you really need as long as Jordan Reed stays healthy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you know they're going to be that constant uh, annoying team in the NFC East. I and to, we've been saying this for a long time on, on every podcast. They're the second best team in the NFC East. I don't think that's going to change that much. Yeah, week one made that very clear. And we'll get to the Giants and the Cowboys in a minute because there's a lot to say about
1: them. But, yeah, you look at the offense. You didn't. I didn't know quite how it would work with Alex Smith in there for Cousins, but I do think they did a good job. They look competent, and, and congratulations to them. Defense, you, you couldn't get any read on the defense whatsoever because Bradford was one of the worst. Like, Bradford, as much as AP, I think he's back. Uh, Bradford's done.
0: Yeah, he's been done. And I don't know why the Cardinals wasted the $20 million on it. I know that's been the same fun thing to share with everybody, but it's true. You just look at them and go, I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening right now as we're recording this and we're watching the Ravens game. I don't understand why Joe Flacco's here. <laughs> Start your rookie quarterbacks. We have learned this a million times. Thank God that Sam Bradford was traded when he was because we wouldn't have had the Carson Wentz experience in two thousand sixteen with the up and downs that large leap. Like people need to play football and whatever. The Cardinals want to throw it away on well, Josh Rosen's not ready yet. Bullshit. He's ready. And uh, you know. He's better than Bradford, he's right? He's much I mean, better like, than Bradford.
1: It's crazy. And
0: here's the great thing.
1: I think the stat lines for that game sum it up so well, right? Because when you get when you get Alex Smith versus Sam Bradford, they were comped a lot for for many years. So stat line for Alex Smith, twenty one for thirty. 255 yards, two touchdowns. Totally solid performance, respectable, ball control quarterback. Sam Bradford, 20 of 34, so pretty similar, (laughs) 153 yards. How does that happen? 153? How many did he
0: complete again? 20 passes. 20 passes and 153 <laughs> yards. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm no math major, but that's bad. That's <laughs> really, really bad. It's embarrassingly bad.
1: That's, what, 5 yards per attempt? Seven, seven 7.5 in attempt, right? Because 20 times 2. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah it does. So, yeah. so 7.5 in attempt. Math. Uh, or completion, rather, which is just not good. That's what you want yards in attempt. Yeah. That includes incompletions. He's getting that only on completion. So, looks terribly at an ugly interception. He can't run. He He's not going to change his face. His face is terrible. Still um, a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's all so bad. So, like, to see all that stuff, oh, my God, get Rosen out there. But for the Skins, like, that that was a good check for them. And uh, But defensively, you just,
0: you have no idea what to get because the offense was so bad. Well, that's still one of the bigger questions that I have with Washington, too, is just, they made some ridiculous moves this off season, and that's that's the thing like nobody we we said that through the off season right like this was crazy town like to a point of what just happened and maybe investigate Washington to now like it just passed over the storm is weathered we're in football mode, but they made a lot of crazy trades they made a you know, and Alex Smith is certainly one of them, and it gets washed away because. Jay Gruden and him are perfect together. Like, it just makes sense to me that they're together. That's exactly what they've always wanted, and a guy that really wants to hold on to Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, should be your (laughs) starter. Like, it all just makes sense. But I'm still waiting to see what their defense is going to do, specifically their secondary, as they apparently are fine just running out uh, anybody and getting rid of young talent and doing all that stuff. So when they see some of those higher-powered offenses Later on in the in the schedule, that's when I'm. It's it's going to get really, really interesting. Do you still view them like I say, second team in the NFC East? Yeah, but at the same time, that means nine wins, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're an eight and eight, nine and seven team. Yeah, yeah. So not a real threat,
1: but still, it's a game that we're going to have to worry about when the Eagles play, and they so no play them. They always play tough. Yeah, but I don't know what it is they do. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But Cardinals uh, lose to the Skins, so twenty four to six Skins. They play the Colts. Next week, which is uh, a pretty darn Hello, interesting Frank? game, yeah, yeah, that's a nice preview. We go from game. that
0: to the, to the Eagles the next week after that. Yeah, you
1: know that's tough, man. So let's go to God. The rest of the NFC East is so bad. Let's go to the Giants first.
0: Oof, man, yeah, that uh, they're going to be terrible. Like I, I for some reason people continue to say, look out for the Giants, or like they're going to get there, and like all I ne- all you need to do is turn on Eric Flowers tape. And that's it. That's your answer right there. And it's so bad that it actually ignores Nate Solder's play, which also wasn't good. No. And then it's the same Saquon Barkley show that you saw in college. Minus one for his first attempt in the NFL. Minus two for his second one. And then all of a sudden he breaks one off for 10 or whatever. And then the same thing. You you went and you saw him and he scored a big touchdown. And you look at the stat line you're going, now that's why they took him. And then you look at the rest of the offense and go, no, that's, that's exactly why this is, this. you know, we can say mistake, but if they eventually get a quarterback and shore up that offensive line, it will look better, absolutely, but it's, it's not going to win you football games, at least right now, and people will say, well it's Jacksonville's defense, and that's a really tough test, Yeah, yeah but there's other, I mean you have to face the Eagles twice a year, you gotta face Washington twice a year, whose front seven isn't, n- nothing to sneeze at. Um, Dallas I'll put in there, too, you know, because these two guys are not going to face each other this week. And you're going, wow, what a toilet bowl this might oh, be. Terrible. Somebody's going to go 0-2. I don't know who it's going to be. That's that's my first judgment off of this. And the Giants, you everybody's going to want to point to them. But I don't know. I don't know because so b- both offenses are so stagnant right well, now. Well, how about this? Who would you rather have go 0-2? The Cowboys, easily. Really? Because it's just – it. there will – the Giants have protect, protective of, listen, it was a terrible year last year. We really misjudged some things. We've got a new head coach in here. And he can still save his job by just saying, we, we, uh, we just the roster isn't ready. There's personnel decisions that we made. We know that there's a long day ahead of us, whatever. That is not the Cowboy situation. The Cowboy situation is we have a fourth-round quarterback that you're going to have to make a decision on quickly. You've got another year to figure out whether or not you're going to pay him or not or move on or do whatever. If they go 0-2, then they literally have to hit the panic button first, which will lead to poor decisions, which probably means, I don't know, like you saw that Des Bryant and Jerry Jones were hanging out at some exhibition. Was it a soccer game? What the hell were they watching? I have no idea. They were were somewhere. So that would probably bring a panic move to, I don't know, if Des signs or they make – uh, a rash of decisions or moves, but m- mostly to me, I want them to lose because that's when the chirping's going to start and start and continue on like that. I think Dallas implodes really quickly if they get off to a bad start. Oh, I do too. I guess I want
1: Dallas to win because I think this is the biggest story of the NFC East this year, like outside yeah. of the Eagles, is I want Dak Prescott to get that contract. I, I want it so badly. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing I want more is to keep the status quo. Just Dallas is is toothless and so let Dak get a contract, let them keep Garrett for another year because you have the young quarterback and it's it's just the receivers. It's the only problem they have. Like let them think that.
0: And so I would well, win right. the game because of that. Real quickly on that point too, that's what I think happens if it does go south. I think Jason Garrett finally loses all his favors. Yeah. And that's it. And it's got to be time, pops right? Pops the bubble.
1: I mean, the fact that he's been the head coach for as long as he has, he's not like when he got the job, he was this young upstart, like who knows what he's going to be. You know what he's going to be. He's been the head coach of the team for like eight or nine years now. He's not any good. And so.
0: You guys miss Romo yet, by the way? Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like that, yeah. that was uh, what a waste. What a waste of both of these things. You wasted an opportunity to. To go win something, and now you're wasting another opportunity to put weapons behind uh what seemed to be you struck gold, like even if he's even if he we all knew that he was going to decline from his first rookie year. It was a perfect situation. He had a, a, a very talented offensive line, which is also not the same anymore either. You just can't say that anymore because no. of injuries and a bunch of other Losing things and
1: Frederick with Julian Barr syndrome I is know. just such it's,
0: a such a random thing. And then Lyle Collins is not looking <laughs> great shocked I'm shocked by that um, they have a lot of problems they have a lot of issues and it looked like their defense was starting to get it together so yeah I don't know that's I'm, the I'm, thing. I'm just saying the 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 drama I, for the popcorn I understand your point long term absolutely keep them winning keep them in the hunt make them win seven or eight games this year but I want to see blood I'm ready for popcorn <laughs> I want to see what Jerry does next
1: okay and so yeah, like you mentioned the defense, and ultimately, if I'm thinking who's actually like with my head's going to win this game, I do think it is Dallas. They're they're a little bit better than the Giants right now. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the best players in the league. I mean, he's he's just ridiculously good, and he's going to be on Eric Flowers. That's the game right there. <laughs> yeah, that's like, not great. That's the matchup of the games: Eric Flowers versus Demarcus Lawrence, and I, I think that's going to solve it. So uh, NFC East right now, obviously uh Washington's the second best team. You, you want to say I'd say Dallas
0: is the third best team, right? You have to I, d- d- by default. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm sitting forward. here waiting. Yeah. Sitting here waiting because uh I'm I'm kind of more on the James Seltzer side. I think the Cowboys are going to be the one of the worst teams in the NFL. They could very well have like 5 or 6 wins this year. Did you, that's why I don't understand like how does Dak Prescott not suddenly they, it just the, the arm strength isn't there. He's not leaning into his throws. There's wide open guys that he's missing. Great. Fantastic. Keep that up. But there is the debate ended a while ago on uh, it's so funny. Like that was, Vince, that was a season and a half ago that these two were going the battle of the NFC East. I was, I probably jumped in that pool too. I go, yeah, hey, we don't know yet. It's 2016. Wentz has shown a lot of stuff. And people kept saying, "Oh, it's Dax. All it's all his his players that are around him in the perfect situation." I go, "No, you got to be able to do some stuff too." And now, that's not true anymore. He's just bad. He's a bad quarterback. It's changed big time. Yeah, they got a lot of problems,
1: and it's just not the coaching staff to solve it. So, uh, just quick, quick wrap up on all that. Giants did lose to Jacksonville twenty to fifteen, and the uh, the Cowboys they lost to the Panthers sixteen to eight. So. Let's go to around the league now. Here's the one thing that has stuck out to me. Because I I tried to watch as many games as I could. Yeah. um, As one does. For week one. Yeah. Like, it's just... it's One... Like, the NFL... Shout out to the NFL. Because that YouTube package, their YouTube channel... Is ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's awesome, isn't the, it? The 10-minute recap they have of games, and now they do all these special highlight packages based on whatever, like, here's rookie quarterbacks, or here's uh, strictly big play highlights, or whatever it is. I mean, they're doing such a good job that even if you don't want to sit down and watch like the condensed version of a game, like 35,
0: 40 minutes, you can watch a game in
1: 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, and it really is. like For some of them, you go, why am I paying for Game Pass again? Or, like, 16 minute long highlight packages or 15 minute long highlight packages. Like, I've seen enough. Like, if you, sure, if you want to get into the nuances, you still need to watch everything in the coach's tape, and uh, that's why I will remain a subscriber. But uh, yeah, they do a great job. They do. And so, watching all the games that I did, the thing that stuck out to me, and this was,
1: I mean, almost across the board with everybody except for the really bad teams, and we'll be getting to those in a minute. But league offenses are just like fun now. Just across the board, the number of teams that will do things like jet sweeps or running backs even just motioning into the backfield like the Eagles ran that play where Aguilar motioned into the backfield mm-hmm. and they ran a pitch sweep play to Aguilar. like you are seeing those things more and more and more around the league, and when you look at all these different you, you know you go to the NFL's website, you look at the game stats, and you see the number of guys that carry a ball. I mean there's a lot of people that are touching the balls in in really
0: like fun, exciting ways now it's just it's great to see. Like there is, uh, uh, for a lot of different reasons, I know people don't watch college football in the NCAA and that could just because they're not as interested or the talent's not good or the NCAA's really fucked up. Like that's, we all know that, but the college game is 1 million percent taking over the NFL. To a point, which I don't know if you heard this or not, did you hear that Northwestern's head coach compare RPOs to communism? Oh, I (laughs) (laughs) did! It's the purest form of communism, which I still don't understand the comparison between those two things. You've never seen Stalin play running Uh, back, but that's up to you. That's right, but uh, I tell you what, his labor laws are exactly why fullbacks (laughs) need to stay in the league. Um, (laughs) They uh, have taken over the game. That's what I've always... Just look this and go, there's always that debate, or there was for a very long time. College game can't transfer over. Well, you can't do that in the program. can't do this. Yes, you fucking can. These guys are better athletes. I never understood the argument. These are young guys that are not in their prime. Now you've got, you know, 24 to 30-year-olds that have been in the game that have the experience and know how to do all these things, and, like, RPO are, is, is still the constant buzzword here, but everything in what you're talking about, you know. The the and I gotta say the Rams and Raiders game just from a McVeigh perspective mm-hmm. on how you're supposed to run jet sweeps, motherfucker is that guy good? You know, yeah. I I was I'm waiting for the drop up and granted it's only one week and yes it's just the Raiders. He ran them at the exact same time in tempo, didn't wait, didn't people for wait to react like it was like okay get up to the line here you go Cooper Cup here's the ball go and the same thing on the right, Brandon Cooks, go, same thing. And it's all in rhythm, it's all in tempo. It's very interesting. The Chiefs did the same thing, like the the now the the wheel route coming off of the jet sweep, coming off of uh, you know the tight end trades, very entertaining. Like that is why it's it's looking more that way. And if you're a defense in this league and you're stopping teams to under 20 points, you're good. Yeah, You're really good. You're pretty darn good. Do you get into, into arguments, too, with like Ike and Seth Joyner around here about when the game was a game back in the day stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's always my question. Yeah. questions. like, well, you could hit the quarterback. You could do all that in the late hits and whatever. Nah, man. It's like Pedro Martinez in the steroid era. He was probably the best pitcher we've ever seen because of <laughs> – I, I compare it the same way. Yeah, the rules are different. The game's different. But if you're holding guys like the Eagles have been able to do at home under 20 points – You're a really good team. You're a really good defense. Yeah.
1: Now, two things. One, I I didn't realize we could curse on this show. Of course we can. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Where Uh, you been? Yeah. Okay. So that's great. So (laughs) so one. So knowing that, yes, important announcement. Fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way, because I really, I really didn't know if we could. Oh yeah. And, and the shows that I've done previously, I've been like, nope. This is I've even said, I'm like, this is a family show. Apparently, <laughs> we can say whatever we want. That's so, right. So we're gonna have some fun with that. But um, the other thing is, they're defensive guys. You know what I mean? And like, I actually I wrote an article about this for WIP this week because it's been we're now ten years since Tom Brady tore his ACL because of Bernard Pollard. And right. think of all of the rule changes that have been in place because of that. Like, that was a key moment in NFL history, you know? That was that play is crazy, the shockwaves of that. And so, you look at the way quarterbacks are now, and you've got so many older quarterbacks, you've got, like, uh, records are going to get broken all the time, you know? It's just, it's so cool. And sure, it's nice to, like, beat the crap out of a quarterback, and there's a lot to be said for that. And in a way, you can still do it. Yeah. But... The league's better when quarterbacks are healthy. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. It's infinitely better when, because like, sure, do I like the big hits? Yes. You can still get them on occasion, not as much. But also, I don't like
0: watching games where Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback and not Aaron Rodgers. Or even even worse, Brent Hudley, which was what happened last year. And it was disastrous to a point now too. I mean, and of course you're always going to throw the Super Bowl champions back into the conversation, but that's why it was way more tolerable when the when it happened to the Eagles, not at first, but yeah, I mean that is that's a really interesting point cuz and it's so weird how that one moment changed the game for everybody and also that the Patriots still hate the league office as much as they do the Jets and it's just it's weird. It's weird, and it's great at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, it's fascinating stuff. Now, I do want to go around the league. Some of the teams that impressed you the most. I got, uh, I got a top five. You got a top five. Here's the top five teams that impressed me. And this okay. is, let's consider this the power rankings. Number
0: one for me is the Rams. Um, I have them at five. I got the Rams at five. You
1: got the Rams at five. All right, but they're in there. Uh, number two, I would assume the Patriots are in your top five.
0: They are n- my number two team. Yeah, yeah,
1: I've got them at number two as well. Number three for me, I'll just and and they don't deserve it necessarily because the offense still doesn't look good. But I, I do believe in it, and obviously Wentz will be back soon. So I'll, I'll put the Eagles at three. I have the Chiefs at three.
0: Um, I the, love the Chiefs. The Eagles are not in my top five this week.
1: Not in the top. I
0: love that. They're at number six. I love that. Below the Rams and below... uh, Well, I have the Vikings at number one in my power range.
1: Yeah, so I got the Vikings at four and the Chiefs at five.
0: So for me, Rams one, Patriots two, Eagles three, Vikings four, Chiefs five. I went Vikings, Patriots, Chiefs, Packers sneak into there and then five with the Rams. And that's... People are going to go, John, I mean, you know, the defense wasn't great. Did you see the first half of that football game? I absolutely did. But I also know... That Aaron Rodgers with Jimmy Graham and Geronimo and <laughs> Devonte Adams and all those guys—they can score it well when they want to. They will always kind of be in that in that top top there. But, yeah.
1: Now and think of how Rodgers single-handedly changed it because I'll tell you if the Bears won that game and Kaiser stayed in that game, Bears are five on this list. They could have been. They had a shot. Possibly. I mean, they looked dominant in that first half, and uh, it was crazy the way Rodgers tore them apart.
0: Nagy froze up. And Trubisky is not what everybody is trying to force him to be, which is a really good quarterback. He's not. He's Yeah, he's you, capable. You put Patrick Mahomes on the Bears, and we're talking about a juggernaut of a team. Not with that kid. Not with that kid. No, he's, he's not on that
1: level. And, and uh, you know, the Bears are going to have to figure that out. But I will say this. Let's talk about Mahomes. Oh, my God. Like, I feel great for Andy Reid because this team is the dream for him. I mean there's there's nothing better than getting a guy with that kind of arm and mentality like Mahomes with all the big play cuz he's always like those big play speedy receivers and now you got Tyreek Hill who led the league in receiving and you got and He said hello uh,
0: immediately. I know. He's Twice. Just, yeah. the,
1: the punt return never, so the, the Chiefs are the most fun offense
0: in the NFL right now I think period. They uh, they're just so explosive. And the thing is I hope it continues cuz we know what's coming in 10 weeks or 11 weeks it's just it's Andy freezes up, and he doesn't have Nagy now, and he doesn't have Peterson. Yeah, so you better hope. I forget who his offensive coordinator. is I don't is even now. know at this point. But uh, you better hope that there's somebody there to kind of help him get along. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, it's not often, you know. It's Andy does know quarterbacks. He does. Whether he wins with them or not is uh, clearly not uh, why we all respect him. But it's rare to see a guy like really pound the table for him. Patrick Mahomes the same way, did the same thing for McNabb, knows how to work guys. Yo, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the real deal. Oh,
1: dude, he's, yeah. I, it, it, seriously, if the Chiefs game is on TV, I'm going to watch
0: it. Like, it's
1: just, they they are so exciting and fun. I, I love the Chiefs. But let's, so, plenty of teams impressed us. Let's go to the bottom, right? Because <laughs> I, I love bad football almost as much as I love good football. And uh, for all the right reasons, like, John Gruden insulting Derek Carr after the very first game. <laughs>
0: you know, it's just like, I knew this was going to happen. Never trust a guy that tries to yell at a tire after it runs over a nail and says, you know, that's, that's John Gruden. John Gruden is uh, the billboard head coach. And, and between Hooters and Las Vegas and whatever else he's going to sell to you, it is, they are, the, here's the funny thing about all that. Um, the offense, I thought, was really entertaining. I thought the Raiders' offense was really good. Yeah. David Carr made some bad mistakes. He did. I said David again. Derek Carr, uh, the better quarterback. But yeah, it's... Um, what are you doing? You trade one of your franchise players. We did glossed over that part where... Yeah! Jesus, yeah. I mean, Khalil Mack, Mack, Mack. Pretty good. First person in NFL history for uh, fumble recovery, and interception, and a touchdown. So... Uh, at least at that position, and uh, what an asshole. That's what I keep coming back to. John Gruden is, is such an asshole, and he's they've re-signed Martavis Bryant like after some weird, he's on the team, he's off the team. Yeah. Not great. Like, you don't do this through the media like this, and he's uh, that's what he's used to now. Yeah, it's, it's a total disaster there. So bottom
1: five, uh, I have them as the fifth worst team in the NFL right now. Yeah, same. Uh, so they deserve that. Uh, number four because, and we talked about Sam Bradford and how bad he is. Cardinals have to be there.
0: They just look terrible. I put them at three. I put the Colts at four. Okay. Even though I, I think they're going to get out of there pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That's And that's why I didn't do it either. Because I saw enough from Luck that I, I feel good about that. But I, I totally get that. All right, who else you got then? Give me your give me the rest of your bottom five.
0: Uh, Cardinals, I went three. Okay. And after tonight, I'm putting the Ravens at two. Okay, yeah. And then the Bills at one. Like, they deserve each other. The Bills and Ravens, this, it's... A disaster. Like I don't, I don't know how the bills function as an organization.
1: I don't know either. And and let's talk about that because my guy, the press conference, the press conference, Sean McDermott. before and after. What <laughs> But like you're announcing that the guy that you traded all these picks for. To be your franchise quarterback, you're announcing that he is now your starter. Now, it's earlier than you wanted, but you're announcing that this guy is your starting quarterback. This is the future. This is the beginning of what should be a great era of Bills football, if you believe in this kid.
0: And that was his day after press conference, too, right? Amazing.
1: Yeah. And, he, and, yeah, he comes out. Uh, you know, we just think this is the best thing for our team. I don't really want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> well, You
0: don't want to talk about it? How he, do you not? It's 24 hours before this. He goes to the podium and he says, you know, we're just going to have to look at the tape and evaluate things and doing whatever. We It's not necessarily that you know anybody's going to change at the starting quarterback position, which is the exact same fucking thing you said when you threw five interceptions against the Chargers last year when you pulled Tyrod, well, it's not Tyrod anymore, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. To Rod the Rod. And then you start, and then the, I think it's the same thing. And then Taylor started the next game, and they announced it at the, the day after press conference. You're going, stop. You don't need to evaluate this guy anymore. He sucks. Sucks. So I know you brought it up before. How bad was A.J. McCarron? Or, like, why isn't A.J. McCarron in the mix? Yeah. Why did you trade him away if you knew that was going to happen? It
1: doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, sure, you got to draft. What did they get, like, a third-round
0: pick? Fifth-round pick. Fifth?
1: Oh, oh, my God, what to are you the, doing? Center To the Raiders. <laughs> Peterman threw five picks in a half. If he could, I know, like,
0: I know. it's just like, what like... Are we
1: doing. It, the Bills are so dysfunctional and bad. And for Sean McDermott, who's already had a rough go of things in the past, like being the Eagles' defensive coordinator and all that, the crap that he's in right now, that guy is so screwed. And it's going to be forever before he gets a head coaching job again, if he ever gets one. Like this is this is an unmitigated disaster, and he's not handling it well. well either. Is it,
0: I mean, does anybody want to interview him for the job here? I mean, that's still open for debate god i i never understood so john gruden always wanted to be eagles coach, the number one name in in any regard no matter if chip was doing bad or andy was doing bad you know what they need to do is hire gruden wow uh and then sean mcdermott because it's a tie to the city and like, you like he got an unfair shake and all this other yeah. crap and you're going no <laughs> no like that's uh and and it's it's perfectly on display here what i will say is this uh with the Bills and also the Cardinals and just everybody uh, even the Ravens stop wasting the rookie quarterback's time stop wasting their time this old adage of I hate the argument happens all the time we had it with Wentz here too I was so fucking mad when people said hey just it there's it doesn't do anything if he's just sitting on the bench yeah but it doesn't help him either like there is no way there's no athlete on earth that goes man I learned so much by not playing I learned so much by not gaining any experience on exactly what I'm doing. And that's what the Bills did here. You drafted this guy to be the next guy. You drafted Lamar Jackson because you're telling your quarterback that you have now, you're not good enough. We And for you, Flacco, we've paid you too much and we can't cut you until, I don't know, next year, I haven't even looked at his contract. But start them, you know? It would, it'll put a chip on the veteran guy's shoulder because they know it's coming at that point. They go, I got to go take my job back. And you're not doing that here. Now you can really never go. I mean, not that you would ever want to go back to Nathan Peterman, but shut up. The same thing with the <laughs> Cardinals. Like Sam Bradford has been through this a million times. Yep. He know it's a one-year deal start your rookie quarterback if he's so bad or gets injured or whatever, you have a veteran quarterback that can go back him up. That's the point of all of this. Get your guy experience. He's the insurance. Sam Bradford's the insurance policy. You'll find a cheaper one for about the same amount that he's going to give you that Sam Bradford's going to give you. Stop Putting veterans in front of rookies after you draft them—it's annoying. So yeah, I had to do
1: it. It's incredibly tough. You actually broke the studio doing it. I, did. I was impressed. I did. That's uh, quality rage there. So yeah, my bottom five just just to round it out. It was it was Raiders, Cardinals, and I, I do have to put. I had the Browns in there because my God, when you get five turnovers, five plus in the turnover battle, and you don't win, <laughs> that was really that bad. was one of the craziest and funniest and dumb games I've ever seen. And then uh, let's see, Lions. You have to put the Lions
0: in there. Yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know if that was just like an oopsie daisy, and oh, that's just I, a really bad night. Because you know, Matt Patricia, the truest Super Bowl hangover, I think, or after that one.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I I think they will be better than this. But when you see that performance as the week one with his first coaching debut, I,
0: I had to put him in there. So Lions are number two. You know what you're swaying and, me, and the Bills are one. Colts, you get saved this weekend yeah. because uh, you're no longer in the top five. That's that's ridiculous. I yeah, forgot I mean, about the Lions. They
1: gave up like 48 points to the Jets with a rookie quarterback. Ro- youngest quarterback in NFL history to start since Who, the Burns. by the way,
0: didn't play that great. Yeah, and everybody's play freaking great. out. No. He played good. He played great. I mean, he was very up and down, but yeah, yeah the Same. He's riding the momentum of the game, and
1: that's whatever people want to. They want to make saviors out of nothing, but but it is what it is. And uh, you know, John, as my co-host for the yeah. very first show. Yes, I just want to say this to you. You're my savior.
0: <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah, thank you very I don't much. Know. I'm just I just want to creep you out. Um, <laughs> so, the uh, closing remarks here as we finish this show up. So. My closing well, as thought, your savior, shouldn't I go first? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm. I'm kidding. No, I'm, go gonna, I'm
1: gonna think about it.
0: No. Okay. Um, All
1: right. So, closing thoughts. Let's see. Asante Samuel was really the phrase would be butt hurt. He was butt hurt on Twitter because right? the because the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which has a lot of issues, uh, they released their like beginning. This is the first cut essentially, of making it to the Hall of Fame next year. They had over 100 players that are possible uh, winners, nominees, to be in the final group that gets inducted. And Asante Samuel did not make the list. He was very mad about that. And I'll say this. Uh, I know he's not an incredibly popular guy. I think he should be. I think his career was underrated, Not o- not only just in Philadelphia, where he got a big-time contract and it worked. And he was worth every penny of it. But... For the course of his career, just a very good player. Played eleven seasons. Had a lot of interceptions. Uh, wasn't a good tackler, but got enough tackles. Yeah. And so I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't put him in there, but I think he deserves to make that cut. And uh, I, I think it's a shame that he doesn't. And so a lot of players are going to get mad, and, and Asante is going to. I think he's going to be mad for a long time. And I feel for him a little bit.
0: He, um, he's done this before. So this is from his Instagram from 2017, like j- last summer. And he just flashed Dion stats next to his. <laughs> Dion Sanders, 188 games, 53 interceptions, five playoff interceptions, two Super Bowls. Asante, 153 games, so 35 less, 51 interceptions, so only two interceptions off, seven playoff INTs, two Super Bowl rings, on top of having, uh, I think, a record for lowest passer rating in a season, or somewhere right around there, thirty-seven point three, or thirty-one point four, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, when you when you do that, and this is a lot of times this is what baseball guys do. Is in the Hall of Fame. Well, well, look at the numbers; they're practically the same. And yeah, you go. I can look at Deion Sanders, and I can look at Asante Samuel because I was hopefully everyone was alive to watch both of those guys. Deion's clearly way better. I mean, like that's yeah. That's Deion's a, a big an difference. icon in the sport, and, and he returns, you know, punts and things like that too. So he's yeah. very dynamic. I get all that, but um, I think Asante should make the cut based on yeah, he was a phenomenal corner, phenomenal corner, and uh, I think his antics here at least got in the way of kind of seeing that whole whole big thing. But he was one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, and so uh, now, as it's been anticipated. Yeah, your closing thoughts, okay, John Barcher. Um, I th- it's a good story. I was watching uh, the uh, well, it was just on Twitter. Dre Fritzpatrick, who's uh, the uh, the newer one of the newer DBs for the Bengals, he decided to have a tailgate, but at a nursing home. <laughs> and, like he got down with all the all the old folks, which you don't see that often, and they are just looking for a reason to party and. He put on some Snoop Dogg and there was like a 90-year-old <laughs> woman like thrusting her hips and dancing and getting down with him. So yes. good for you, Drake Fitzpatrick. I that's thought that was a lot of fun. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that I, I was starting
1: to do with the previous show was the idea of like... These athletes, you know, they're always criticized for everything that they do, and whenever anything happens to them, it's just, there's so much of a tabloid nature of being a professional athlete, and the positive stuff doesn't get out nearly as much as it yeah. should. So I'm, I'm glad you said that,
0: because, man, I mean, these guys, they
1: do some great stuff.
0: I am going to add on a quick negative, though. Okay. Michael Kendrick's one year to Seattle. What are you doing? How desperate are you? He's going to jail. Like, Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They're they're squeezing it. Good
1: luck with that. Yeah, they're they're a bit of a mess down there. So we're not a mess. I would say for a first show,
0: this was not a mess. Not a mess, and we're gonna get. I mean, get ready for suntans, man. By the time you're hearing this, we'll probably be either really close to boarding a plane or be on the plane or something fancy like that. I hope everybody down in Tampa is ready because. Quinny and me are going to tear it up here, I guess. It's, well, me, you, John Marks, Elliot Shore-Parks. Yeah. It's like, it's I'm bringing peanut butter sandwiches. Big time. Vince is bringing the Sunny D. Yeah. Look out, everybody.
1: Yeah, look out. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, last final announcement. Fuck. We'll see you later. I'm Vince <laughs> Quinn. That's John Bartschert on the first edition of the second edition of The Beast.